it had been one hell of a year. And to even think that it was as short as a year made his whole body ache. It seemed like it was a decade ago that he ran away. School was hard, being the way that he was, and his parents tried, but until he was born, his family's relations with the lower planes seemed like something folks only spoke about at reunions or when there was too much wine going around. They couldn't truly see how antagonistic the world was to him, and their claims of life getting better if he only stuck it out seemed hollow and forced, so he ran. If life was going to be shitty, well, it was going to be shitty on his terms. It was exciting at first, like a scary sort of exciting, but exciting nonetheless. He fell in with some kids like him, and they all did their best to survive. And then some guy showed up. He made them an offer. It'd be more comfortable than what they had, and they knew what he wanted. Well, at least they thought they knew what he wanted. One by one, the group started getting smaller and smaller, and his leash started getting shorter and shorter. Soon they was practically prisoners. Until they came. Even where he was, he had heard about Tessa and her personal crusade to do what the keepers and the cops wouldn't. And when they burst in that night, it was like a fever dream. It wasn't just some group of do-gooders doing what they wanted out of a sense of justice. There were people like him, and not just figuratively either. While Tessa and some Goliath and a bird guy all fought the goons, it was a dragonborn and, of all things, a tiefling lady that helped him and the other kids out. And when he and some of the other folks didn't want to go back home out of fear or shame, they listened. Some gnome they knew helped them all get somewhere better, somewhere safe. Sometimes that fear of what could have been still grasps at his chest, but he knows from what he's heard that what they did for him, well, they're doing for others too.
Okay, Danielle. So, what has Seer been doing during the three-month jump? A lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, mostly he starts off um, cleaning up his parents' farm mm-hmm. because, you know, they had to leave in the middle of the night and leave everything behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he spends the first month or so probably getting rid of, like, his parents' livestock and kind of winterizing the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had spoken about previously, did you, do you sell the house? I don't think that I do. Okay. Um, because I think there's a sentimental tie there that I can't break. Okay. Um, but I definitely think that um, after I have winterized it and kind of, you know, let the... Given away all the animals and, mm-hmm. and you know let the the land go, that I I mean I don't go there anymore. Okay. Um, Maybe pick up mail shit like that, right? No, I think I tell all of the neighbors that my parents are dead. Oh fuck! Okay, yeah, sweet. <laughs> okay. Um, that seems dramatic. All right. Uh, so one of the, the one of the things that uh, happens there. So like, you spend like what about a month doing this? Mm-hmm. He said, okay. It's so like week like about a week or so after candle nights. Um, uh, they have like sort of um, like so we had established that there was a carnival that you guys never went to. Yep, I made a lovely carnival you guys ignored. <laughs> uh, but also out in the country, like they would probably also have some kind of celebration. It's probably a whole like this like the carnival in the city is probably just an evolution of that. There's probably more of like a county fair. Um, less of like a like a full blown carnival sort of thing. Uh, it's like got it's like the the weird weird pagan festivals they have out in the country in England. Yep. Um, where they wear horse skulls and bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's less. Them. It's, Some of them have. Horse yeah, they all. Yeah, they have horse heads. <laughs> like, um, but uh, one of the things they do is they have like sort of a May Queen, May King sort of thing. But it's like the Candle Knights Queen, Candle Knights mm-hmm. King sort of thing. Um, so about a week after the festival, uh, one of your neighbors kind of like comes up and like knocks on the door because they know you're there. When you come down there, um, they're a, um, it's like a turtle person. Um, and she's like, basically she explains to you that the, like the, the girl who was the Candle Knight's queen, um, whose name is, um, Takako, uh, she, uh, was kidnapped, um, by what they think is like a uh, is like a Medusa uh, that lives in the woods, um, like it's kind of like it's weird because you've heard this same story. There's like a Medusa. It's basically a weird combination of like the monster in the woods story mm-hmm. and like the witch who lives in the woods. But they just combine them all into like one <laughs> fucking story and turn into a Medusa who lives in like a shack in the woods. Yeah, which sounds like like you're like all right, fine. They're like she's been kidnapped, and you're like. You're like, that's not true. That's not a real thing. And they're like, somebody broke into their house. And you're like, oh, wait. Okay, well, maybe I'll go look into that. <laughs> like, maybe she has been kidnapped, but probably not by a Medusa monster. And so you go to the house, and it looks like the window had been forced open. Um, it wasn't broken, though. Like, it wasn't, like, shattered in or anything like that. It's not like the front door got kicked in. She, like, lived with her parents or whatever. Um and so you do some tracking, which you're you're moderately good at because you are a hawk person, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you're not necessarily a ranger. Right. Um, so like you like track like, but it's not a it's not like a terribly poor hidden path. Mm-hmm. And, like you can see where like somebody 
like came up to the window and like two sets of footprints walking away are like oh, okay cool and like so you follow it into the woods probably takes you like six hours to get there and then lo and fucking behold there's like some shitty moss covered shack in the woods um and uh so you and you can hear crying coming from it so you get like on point right Mm -hmm. you're ready to like well great i've got a fist fight of fucking medusa today (laughs) as if i didn't have any more problems to deal with (laughs) Uh, so you get in and you basically like, you kick in the door of the shack where it, like you're like I gotta take them by surprise it's like because I gotta make sure they don't look at me and turn me to stone mm-hmm. and you find the girl who is crying in the middle of the bedroom and you're like basically what she explains to you is that she was not kidnapped by a Medusa that her and the Medusa have been dating for a long time and her parents didn't didn't uh, agree with it and she just snuck out um, but the like somebody had come in and basically. Like a group of a group of people had broken into the shack, uh, like taking them by surprise in the middle of the night, and like bag drug the Medusa lady away. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, they're like, "Can you help me?" Like you're like, "Oh fuck!" Now this whole thing's this has gotten so much worse. And so you spend <laughs> you spend probably like the rest of the night, and then the next day trying to figure out where they went. But like again, these people were like legitimately not trying to be tracked. Uh, and they pretty much lose your trail pretty easily. So, so when you come back to the city, what do you do? Um, like the city, like the outskirts, or like the city. Like when you come back, when you come back from your self-imposed exile. So, I imagine I get a call from Tessa one day. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know my friends haven't really seen me mm-hmm. uh, since Candle Nights. They're like, "Yo, you cool." Yeah, um, and like I'd been ignoring their calls for a little while, mm-hmm. probably. Hey, we um, haven't seen you since we burned that dude's body in your yard. Yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> really, really good, mm-hmm. thanks. Click. <laughs> um, but I think eventually, after you know, after this business with like the kidnapping and kind of like going on a short adventure to go mm-hmm. and track down the bad guys and all that sort of thing, it kind of like it reminds me why I started doing heroic shit in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next time that Tessa calls, I answer. Okay. Um, and she's heading up some sort of vigilante organization because she's Tessa Blackmore. Right, right. And that's how she rolls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the bluntest instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I basically just be like, yeah. I'm done for that. And so um, I basically finish packing up my parents' house, close it, lock it down, and then I go into the city and start living out of the warehouse. Okay. Cool. Like, you get, are you and Tessa roommates? Is that what we determined? You guys are yes, all living in this, we are, uh, yes. the office of a warehouse? Yes. Okay. She's, she's not allowed to have sex with I. And <laughs> okay, good, good. We've got ground rules. <laughs> um, so while you guys are doing that, basically one day while Tessa... I probably should. Oh well, I, I assume Tessa does odd jobs or whatever during the day. Whatever. Um, so uh, while you are one day while Tessa's out, um, also like, yeah, what do you do now to make money? I imagine a lot of odd jobs. I'd probably go and start working like down near the docks because okay. people are less likely to ask questions over there. Okay, fair enough. Um, and just like fucking moving boxes. Yeah. 
for whatever, you're just like a, whatever you're just organization like, needs. Yeah, you're just like a dude in a hoodie. Yeah. Moves boxes. It's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, so the, uh, so one day, like, while Tess is out doing whatever, and you're just like in the thing, like, there's a knock at the office door, um, and it is, uh, we are the river, and it is the sea. Um, run to it or run dry, but all will run. Um, and they're like, uh, seer, I heard that you were back in town, and I wanted to speak with you. Yeah, sure, River, come in. Okay, How yeah. How did you find the warehouse? Oh, o- Odo told me. Okay. Yeah. Please come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I asked Odo, yeah. <laughs> um, fair, fair. Maybe I should have called first. Um, so uh, they sit down, they explain to you that um, they've been seeing what, like, Tess, it's not hard to see what Tess has been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a sort of a, there's not really a split, um, but she is of... There are basically two minds inside of the Sands Party. Mm-hmm. One that wants to be somewhat more direct, and then one that wants to play, is playing a much longer game. Mm-hmm. Um, and River is of the more direct uh, mind of it. And they're like, we're not saying we want you to... So So what I'm offering is, I need very capable people to, to help me do this. And from everything that... Like that I've seen, and then also talking with Odo with what happened with you guys. Um, because, uh, pro tip, River's the one who fronted all of the money to make sure that your parents are well taken care of, because somebody with money has to be in this organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got an ample supply of it. Um, and so they're, they're like, you know, so I helped Odo with that, because I, I felt like that was like literally the least I could do, since you guys, like, saved me from having my head popped like a fucking grape. Uh, but, but like, Odo's, Odo's a good person. Uh, they're good at what they do, but what they do is slow, and I don't, I don't feel like being slow anymore. Uh, and so, I'm not saying stop doing the stuff you're doing with Tess, by all means, continue doing that. Um, but if you're ever more interested in something more clandestine and loud... Uh, we would very much love to have you on our team. Is that a multiple person you? Yes. Or just me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, they, I've, I've yeah. got other people on my... on. I've got other people to roster up. Um, pe- capable people. The, the Sands don't generally have not capable folks. Right. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'll definitely, uh, I'll think about that. Okay. I'll probably have to talk to Tessa about it a little bit. Well, I'm doing this not necessarily, this is not a, this is not like an invite to be part of the Sands. This is not an operation that it has the, these are not operations that have the blessing from the entire, like the entire organization. Mm -hmm. They're just somewhat more personal errands. Because I, like, I think you feel like taking a, taking a pound of flesh. So. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying stop doing what you're doing. By all means, keep doing it. Just maybe sometimes we'll, maybe sometimes we just make a little noise. Yeah, I think I'd be down for that. Okay, cool. And so they hand you a key. They're like, like, I might, like. Yeah, we'll we'll give you more than enough lead up time 
we do something like it's not we're not going to half ass into any of this um but or if you need get a hold of me uh obviously uh yeah so here's Absolutely. that so um and so yeah that's uh pretty much unless you need like is there anything else here does or is that pretty much where we're no i think that's pretty much okay cool yeah so yeah that's where we're at uh with seer Okay, Shannon, so tell me what Tessa's been doing in the, uh, like, three-month gap. Tessa has been starting a revolution. Okay. I'm going to need slightly more details than that. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, Tessa, when, once she broke up with the Keepers in that rather spectacular fashion... Right. She has... The most dis- extra job-quitting, the- except for that scene from that thing where the, that one movie with the weed... Dave Chappelle. I'm going to need more details than that. Uh, where he's like, fuck you, and then fuck you. That scene. I don't know. Anyways, okay. moving on. Um, <laughs> so, since she broke up with the Keepers, she has decided that the only way to achieve um, true justice mm-hmm. and true protection for the citizenry of Loom mm-hmm. is to start an uprising and completely get rid of the guilds and the keepers. That those people are standing in the way of um, the average citizen's um, ability to be successful and um, and be safe. Mm-hmm. So overthrow them, and um, we're just we're going to start a revolution, man. Okay. And how is she accomplishing that? Well, she enlisted the aid of Cora. For some public relations, mm-hmm. and Seer for some, um, eh, some some backroom fisticuffs. Right, right. Um, so there's there's an element of um, protests and demonstrations and speeches. There's there's also some posters, some anti posters. Okay. Um, and but there's also vigilante stuff going on in the background. Are Cora and Seer? publicly part of this or are they keeping their identities on the on the DL? Um I think that they're still keeping their identities on the DL. Okay. Um so That's what I thought. I just didn't I couldn't remember. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. Tess is the only person who's actually out there with her actual face because right, right. she's always out there with her actual face. Um so that's that's what she do. Okay. Um so so a thing that's happened so we, we'll kind of come to a couple of other things, but one of the things that's sort of like one of the first things that happened. So about like four days after Candle Nights, right? Um, like before it is gone from the news cycle, there's like another. So they had put an announcement in the paper that you were like a wanted criminal. Oh, right? oh, oh! Mm-hmm. We we do get an, a, a newspaper article. That's one of the things that, that oh yeah, we'll, we'll Cora get, was yeah. helping me with. Yeah, we'll get that. You haven't had the interview yet. Okay. That 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 hasn't happened in fiction yet. There's a cat approaching my very very detailed layout miniatures. Okay, it's gone now. Um, the <laughs> somebody um, get Snickers, please. Oh, thank Snickers. you. Just pick her up. Yeah, just pick her up. She's gonna yell at you when you do. Um, oh. the so like basically like three four days after candle nights, uh, there is. A thi- like so, they before they had announced that you were AWOL and basically wanted, but they've come out and sort of like 
publicly announced because it was like a military thing, so they don't necessarily have to say what they're charging you with. Right. But they come out and they publicly announce, like in the paper, front page, like Tessa Blackmore wanted criminal, um, the head, like the head or the like the father commander, the father commander mm-hmm, that you were like kind of dealing with. He was speaking about that, and um, basically he says that in the article, um, and you're not even like you don't even read it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I kind of like comes in and like throws a paper like Does very come- angrily down on the kitchen table. Hmm? Oh, she comes to the to the warehouse because that's where I'm. Yeah, living I guess now. This, that's where you're at. Yeah, yeah, you come to the warehouse. <laughs> uh, it's still very bare, like it's very bare bones in the little warehouse office right now. There's literally just like a bed, and there's nothing else in that weird little office. Right. Um, and she like throws the paper like onto the bed, uh-huh. like on top of you, and like look at this goddamn bullshit. And on the um. Like, on the paper, basically, it's saying that um, you had, like, you're being charged with, uh, like, with um, uh, insubordination. Mm-hmm. Um, Massive, ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous, crazy insubordination. <laughs> um, but also, um, uh, basically, like, uh, breaking into a top-secret facility, yeah. stealing artifacts, eh. um and uh, they're basically saying that you have fault, like that you have the the way that he kind of does like this sort of interview with somebody about it, uh-huh. and he's like, "We didn't want to." You can sort of hear it in his in in your head because you've heard his voice so often. He's like, uh-huh. "We didn't want to necessarily uh, accuse her outright. We were giving her the benefit of the doubt, of putting her on house arrest. We felt like we were being fairly lenient at the time, but." It seems that our suspicions that she is working that that Tessa Blackmore has fallen in with some sort of dark entity. We're not at liberty to say what was taken from the facility, but it is an artifact that is related to an outside entity, like an outside force from like another plane of existence that had tried to make an incursion into the in the world. Unfortunately, we're afraid that possibly Tess has been corrupted or co-opted by this by this entity. Basically, he's saying that you are fa- you've fallen in like with a devil lord. Okay. Well, that's an <laughs> easy fix. All yeah. we have to do is go in front of any priest anywhere and have them cast zone of truth and then, you know, detect yeah, you, yeah. detect evil, all the crap. Yeah. It's easy. I mean, it's possible if you weren't a one criminal. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there are worse things. There's worse things, yeah. Um, like the, the, the unfortunately, like this is also the this will like this very public thing has cut you off from most of your previous ties in the keepers, except for Kravitz, who obviously knows what the fuck was up, right? Um, but hasn't really made a move because he's not in a position to. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he is. You still have a relationship with Kravitz, but he you don't come by the church like at least right. during the day I have anymore. To, I have to come yeah. in through the back door <laughs> yeah, yeah, at midnight exactly. or whatever. Um, uh, he doesn't necessarily want to break ties with keepers because he needs those resources and also doesn't want to like he he's just a he's just a preacher. You're like right. he ain't like he ain't a sort of dude who's built for going on the run. So and also he you know he feels he is, you know, more of a pillar in the community mm-hmm. sort of fella. So um, so that's one sort of thing that happens. Um, so as the three months rolls on, 
it's really hard. Like initially, it's very hard for you to make traction mm-hmm. um, because most everybody is fairly comfortable with their positions. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of murmur about like there. There is um, about two months after Candle Night, so that would put us in February because it's going to be March when we pick up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the tail end of March when we pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, the are you looking for your cell phone? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So when we pick up, or about two months in, about February, there's like a lot of buzz about like basically some kind of new organization making like a big play uh, when it comes to basically the supply of technology, like a whole new level of tech uh, coming in. And um, the real big thing takeaway from that is not that there's like a whole lot of new tech on the on the field because it dies out pretty quickly at the at the, uh, like, big fair, like, the big manufacturing, like, tech fair that they have. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the big thing is that, like, the new, the new, um, there's, like, a few new, like, must-have gadgets that were announced. Um, One of them is, like, a new model of car. It's, like, an economy-class car, which is dumb, but there wasn't one before. Um, This is essentially, it's coming out of, um, it's coming out of Elder Tower, and it is, um, it's essentially a Model T, which doesn't sound terribly interesting unless you're a person who can't afford a car and then, like, this, like, very, like, very cheap economic car is mm-hmm. very important. Um, Glittering Oath had announced uh, a, um, they had announced basically kind of like an upgrade to the key system that you guys are already using. Right. Uh, dust to dust, some introduce some esoteric fucking ahead of its time hi-fi system that no one will buy and then <laughs> the tech will get co-opted by all the other guilds because that's what they do mm-hmm. um and keyword collective didn't have really a big showing like they didn't have like they, they had some basically they're like new models of all the shit that we already have but cheaper okay but they didn't make any splashy announcement like everybody else did um because they are otherwise occupied. Yeah, occupado. <laughs> um, well, I mean, there's not. Why it's not the only the only person who works at Kieran Collective. It's just the only one that you guys have interacted with and not killed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but anyways, the that you the, the kind of the key to that is that you guys don't have a lot of traction until the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. When there are massive layoffs throughout most of the production facilities in the kind of like the, the working class part of town that you guys operate in, um, pretty much almost every guild has massive layoffs except for the Keyrun Collective, mm-hmm. who ramp up production, but not even remote. Like they ramp up, they open new facilities, but not enough to really offset the math. Like the so there's mass unemployment, and when people don't have jobs, they get real mad. Uh, and, and bored. So, and bored. So you guys have been picking up more and more steam over the last month or so. Cool. Um, also, at some point during that time, Tessa had, or Cora had dropped out and come back in. But we'll mm-hmm. get to that when we get to her. Um, so the interesting thing is that so so smash cut to one of your rallies. Um, you've given some sort of rousing speech. Somebody's like, "Cheese, it's the cops," because <laughs> uh-huh. obviously you don't want to get caught by the cops. Um, it, and 
Because you're doing, I'm assuming you're doing like impromptu rallies where you don't announce them ahead of time. Right. So, you know, or it's, it's not or like. Or it's super secret. Like. Yeah. Like. Code. Yeah, yeah, sort of stuff. So, somebody's like, cheese, it's the cops, you guys run away. Um, you are moving through a, an alley. Um, Am I running? Yeah, you're running. Okay. Because um, you're, you didn't have time to summon a motorcycle. Um, <laughs> also, it's like a, it's an alley and you really, really like it's a. Well, like no, no, I don't. I don't out. summon the motorcycle. It sticks around because yeah. oh. I have fine vehicle. It's like oh, getting, okay. it's so like it having a steed. Oh, okay, okay. So it just comes to you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyways, you couldn't get. It, it's like a ten foot wide alley. There's no way you were going to be able to like be able to properly maneuver inside of it. You'd mm-hmm. rather just not die in a car wreck. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right. Seems like an you know Magnus in. So the so you're running along and you can hear feet behind you mm-hmm. um you glance back over your shoulder uh expecting to see like a bunch of cops but it's not cops it's like mps from the ke- keepers who are way scarier than cops because they're like clerics and paladins mm-hmm. they're not just assholes with swords <laughs> <laughs> i'm an asshole with a sword yeah um so you um so there's two of them directly behind you you cut through the alleyways unfortunately the, one of the issues that happen, or one the thing that happens, is you take a wrong turn because you don't really know this part of the city. You take a wrong turn, and come to a dead end. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two it's two keepers at the end of the um, at the end of the alleyway who are pushing in on you. You've got your sword out. You're like, well, fuck, I'm gonna have to fucking fight these guys mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, um, and like basically, as like all three of you square up, like they draw their weapons, you draw your weapons. You guys are standing there squaring off, uh, sizing each other up. They both get hit by a fucking van. <laughs> <laughs> Is um, it the van? No, it's a van. Oh. Um, and then there's somebody you don't recognize in the in the in the driver's seat, and the door slam the side door slams open, and um, like a young woman who's pro- like I swear to God, it's probably no more than, like. They are a, uh, um, they're like a uh, half elf uh, uh, person. Um, she's like maybe no more than seventeen. Has definitely got your haircut. Is like in armor and a sword and shit. It's like get in the fucking van. <laughs> I get in the fucking van. Yeah. So you guys uh, speed off. Um, this person is just like hitting. Like the person in the, uh, the driver's seat is older, just by a little bit. Maybe they're nineteen twenty. Um, um, they're a dwarven person. They're just like focused on driving through this very small alleyway with a very large van. Mm-hmm. They're fo- like they're obliterating fucking trash cans as they're going. Right. Like they're driving at speeds you shouldn't be driving in an alleyway. In. Right. Um, and so it's just you and this person. They're like, are you okay? Do they 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 get you or anything? Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who are you? Um. I'm, oh, 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 hi, uh, I'm Ina, and they, like, shake your hand and everything, and you notice, like, when they shake your hand, you can, like, notice, like, underneath, like, what is essentially, like, a hoodie, mm-hmm. like, you can see sort of, like, it's like a zip-up hoodie, and you can see underneath there, there's, like, leather armor or something like that, they've got, like, a couple of knives at their, like, their side, like, they came to fucking rumble, um, and they're like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm Ina, um, that's, um, that's Mike up in the thing, and Mike's like, hey, uh, uh. <laughs> Mike's not engaging. He's got stuff to do, um, and he, uh, uh, and and she's like, uh, sorry, we we 
saw you get chased off. We saw you got chased off, and so we we sort of followed you. And I guess it's. I mean, you probably could have taken them, I guess, but. Well, thanks. <laughs> oh, you're you're welcome. And she's like full starry eyed. Here's the thing, you got like, you you got gushed upon often, but like your demographic was like eight, ten-year-old girls who, like, needed an idol to look up to. Uh-huh. You weren't cool. You know what oh. I mean? You were, like, you were cool <laughs> You were cool to, to eight-year-olds and ten-year-olds because, like, you were this, like, really imposing authority figure. Uh-huh. That's not, that's not cool to teenagers. Right. Uh, but she's, like, enamored by you. And also has your, like, looks kind of like a tiny you. Oh, God. <laughs> I've got fans. Yeah. Um, I've got fans. And so as you guys, uh, <laughs> as you guys kind of drive along, like finally Mike hits the, the street and is off. Um, they ask you where to go. Where do you want them to drop you off at? Um, somewhere near ish to the warehouse, but not the warehouse. Okay. Okay. So like in the dirt whatever. So you, you, you throw them some directions. They take you there. Uh-huh. Basically what she sort of explains is like, she, like her and her friends were like super inspired by what you did. Like, what you guys are doing. Essentially, like, um, not relying on the cops. Like, they're basically, they're kind of, like, citizen policing their neighborhood. Oh. In the sense that, like, they're, they're, they're also not just, like, you know, beating up purse snatchers and shit like that. But they're doing, like, de-escalation of situations. Like, basically the things the cops should be doing. But all the cops are fucking shitty in this town. Because it's a cyberpunk dystopian future thing. Right. So. <laughs> well. Mm-hmm. It it certainly is inspiring to see young people taking up the cause. Oh, awesome! Like Mike's, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be Mike. Um, but <laughs> if I wanted to get in touch with you, oh, how could um, I do it? Uh, I don't have a I'm, like. I've got the only like the only key I've got with my parents. Um, and she's like, uh, you could I if you want to, you could like leave a message for us here, and she gives you like an address. Okay. Um. It's like you. I don't know how quick. Like I don't know how quickly we could re- respond if you needed something, but we're, we're we'd be more than happy to help. Well, thanks, yeah. and you certainly have helped me today. Mm-hmm. Um, keep up the resistance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so she. Um, so they drop you off, uh, and the van sort of speeds off, and uh, so that's pretty much. And the rest of it's just like, and basically we. Like, that gets us up to where we are, are now. Cool. So, yep. Awesome. Okay, Andrew, so what has Oren been doing in the, uh, in the meantime? I painted little tattoos on his head. That you did. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so it's been what a three month gap? Yeah, it's right? three months. So yep. I mean, I think for the most part, you know, he's been running his bar um, and spending his off time uh, trying to work out uh, research with Awakening on uh, the connections, particularly with, the, of course, that sigil mm-hmm. and uh, and and in a, in a more like broad sense, like the connectivity between arcane and divine magic. Okay, awesome. Um, one of the things that happens is about about one month in to the whole dealio, um, you get a letter in the mail 
um, from a guy named uh, Rory Tamarin. Um, he's from uh, like a neighboring city of Amara. Mm-hmm. You know this city. Um, it's probably like the second largest city in the general area and kind of like the the up and coming. Like they're basically like, like Loom is like the biggest, bestest city in the land. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're... They're aiming for the crown. You okay. know what I mean? Size-wise, um, are we talking about like Luma's in New York versus... Uh, uh, this place is Chicago. Okay. And what was so, it called again? Uh, Amara. Amara. Yep. Okay. Um, and basically what Rory explains is that he is he is an old friend of, uh, of Broderick's. And Broderick had sent him some of the research that you had initially brought to Broderick when you found the sigil and everything. Um, because like Broderick, he is a wizard. Um, and it says Rory, you said? Yeah, Rory Tamarin. Rory Tamarin. Okay. Um, Tamarin. Like Tamarin. The, like the, ah, yeah, like the spice. Okay, yeah, yeah, got it. Um, sorry. Uh, the, so he says, like, yeah, he's a wizard. Um, he was friends with Broderick. Broderick basically had sent him some of the research, like the initial stuff that you had brought to him. Because right. when he was trying to figure stuff yeah, out. Yeah, when he was still got, trying to figure out. Yeah, before he, yeah, basically before he got his brain eaten. Um, yep. And. Uh, he's like, yeah, I work for, I work for like a comp- like I work for this like company. Um, it's very interesting what you've sent me. And basically, he's like, I have these theories. Um, I'm also like, I would have responded quicker, but then I got news that Broderick died, and so I got more. I, I kind of, he's like, basically, he explains like, I ignored this the beginning because I was like, oh, it's whatever. I've got my own shit to do. Mm-hmm. But then Broderick died. And then I got sentimental, and then I started looking at it. Yeah. It was very interesting. And he sends you back. Basically, it's like a partial diagram of what you've already figured out, okay. which means that he's – like, it's it's not new information for you, but it's impressive that he's on the same wavelength. Well, it's always good to get confirmation yeah. from someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's on, and, he, like, right. he's behind you, but you also, like, have more resources than he does in right. the form of, like, a sentient ancient AI. Yeah, basically. So yeah. – um, nice so, but he explains he works for he works for a company called Moto Specialized Research, um, and they, uh, and uh, he's like he's he liked working for them initially, but he's sort of disaffected now because he just feels like they've lost their lost their way. But this is this is a nice side project. Mm-hmm. While he's you know basically kind of like he's like I don't know he like he's like I he's like, sorry I didn't mean to, like like he's like he's having a conversation with you and about halfway through the letter he's like sorry I didn't mean to get like weird personal in there <laughs> I know we've just met sorry and basically he's like if you want to like I don't I can't move to loom or anything but if you want to continue corresponding feel free to respond and obviously you have his address because right, there's right, a letter right. and everything so okay what do you want to do like so I think, yeah it's your you choice know, you know it's it's always it's always good to – I mean so uh, Oren's background is not as academic, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of – Yeah, because this is like definitely like a college right, trained right. guy. This yeah. is a – you know, like – you because know, Oren originally went to like cleric to – the, to the cleric college and then mm-hmm. he kind of kind of molded his way into the wizardry thing during yeah. the guild time, uh, during his guild time. And then, you know, it's – it's he's like – He's like a, he's like a weirdly self-taught wizard. Yeah, yeah. and um, – and so it's it's kind of it's a novelty and also kind of like mm-hmm. a, a little bit of an honor to like have someone recognize mm-hmm. and that's also just something with the the Goliaths culture they like being you know recognized yeah. it's an honorable it's, thing it's always feels so it's, good for somebody yeah. to be like yeah that thing you're doing is actually interesting yeah and it, well and it's and to have it confirm like mm-hmm. what what you're what I'm coming up with 
Um, so I would probably respond to him and, you know, shoot him, you know, probably not everything. Like, I don't yeah, want, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to shoot him back all the information I've got just because like, I don't have it. You all don't know this fucking guy. Well, I don't know. All, I don't know this guy. I don't know everything. Um, and I don't know everything that's going, like, I haven't figured it out yet. Um, but like, you know, he seems pretty legit. Um, you know, and have I, have I heard of this company before? Um, you've heard like. Not really, but they're also a company from Amara. Yeah, they're not a company. Like, Does Amara have a guild system too? Or yeah, everyone like, kind of like, like everyone Elfron? sort of bases their shit off of what Loom did because right. Loom was the mold, right? But like, like, it's not the same. It's from what you can tell, it's not the same. Like the, the thing is, like Loom became its own city state because the guilds were so powerful. Right. They declared independence from a kingdom that literally surrounds them right. and also that kingdom's too scared to attack them. Right. Like that's how powerful the guilds in Loom are. So are the <laughs> are the are the guild systems or the kind of model guild systems in other cities also primarily headed by elves or is elves a kind of a loom thing? Actually elves only head up two of the guilds in Loom. Oh, really? um, okay. yeah, Elder Tower and Dust to Dust and the the elven leader of Dust to Dust used to also be one of the leaders to, of Elder Tower till they had a falling out. Oh, okay. So, only the first were, guild. I thought they were involved with everybody. The okay. first one was. Okay. And then Glittering Oath was second and it's started primarily by like humans and half like oh, basically other folk okay, okay. because like they were like, "Hey, fuck these elves." Okay. Um, um, and then Keyring Collective is a whole they're, – they're their whole – they're their okay. own thing. They're okay. like a whole different thing. They're a startup in the, by comparison to the right. – like they're like a traditional Silicon Valley startup. Wyatt, wasn't Wyatt uh, Kieran? Yeah. But he, he, doesn't, is, he, but he doesn't head the organization. Well, he's a board. They and actually – they're, elf, they're run Wyatt. by a board. Right. They don't have a head. Right. Yeah, okay. They have a board of directors. Um, yeah, so I'm going to, you know, I'll write them back. Uh, I'll give them a little bit more of like, you know, I've already – like I figured some of this stuff out, you know – I've I've got a little bit more of this this connection here and there or something, but like just like a little bit more than where he's at, mm-hmm. um, and just tell him like I'd I'd be like happy to to like shoot back and forth and work yeah. like work this out. Yeah, uh, it, it's all it'll, it'll help me keep track of like it, like if he keeps coming back, it'll help me keep track of like where he's at too. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's good for me to keep some of that information in my pocket at the moment. And I don't and I of, of course don't mention like. Awakening. At all. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that, yeah. That yeah. 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 So um, so like it's pretty fruitful. Uh, you guys share a lot of ideas. Um, it helps really kind of like get your research going mm-hmm. at a good clip because now you have two colleagues to mm-hmm. like deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit slower with him though. It looks like he's like he like initially the letters like it's three like it's a three or four day turnaround mail wise right. and then eventually you start noticing like way more stamps on the letters and they're getting there like you guys are basically like getting shit back and forth pretty quickly right um there's still about best case scenario you've got a 24 hour delay between contacting rory okay. and getting back but you basically you have that person now okay that's your that there's your contact replacement for well, there Roderick. we go <laughs> um, i do I, I i at some point like you know after like three or four letters you know mm-hmm. i probably would want to like talk with with cora or, or someone who could maybe like verify this person to yeah be sure uh, you look him up he there's no like you can look up he used there's this guy used you can find this name in some registries in loom Mm-hmm. In the same neighborhood that Broderick grew up in. Okay. Um, obviously, like, there's no city things. Yeah. About, yeah. like, you know, if him and Broderick were actually friends. Right, but, right. Like, there's enough tertiary information. That, like, I don't I don't get super crazy skeptical. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, just making sure. Um, and so, 
so that goes on. It helps you guys going go on a little clip. Um, I imagine, like the bar does good. We probably need to do some rolls to determine how the bar does. We but can. We just go. Uh, the bar's been doing great. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly, you got a good write up about like this person, like this restaurant review personality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know where um, this is going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he had like a whole live demonstration. Mm-hmm into the in your bar and everything he's like a very flamboyant guy Got maybe white uh, hair wears a headband yeah and yeah some, wears and a headband yeah and, wears a fucking whole like hawaiian know, bowling yeah. shirts yeah um loud yeah real loud makes weird faces when he eats the food like he's having the best orgasm of his whole life <laughs> um you know just restaurant stuff like guys we serve sandwiches and beer yeah yeah um so that's going really well for you mm. going really well for you um in particularly because you've got like you, it, it gets so busy that you have to hire a whole nother right. person. Um, um, to, I think that like, also that also frees you up to like you have two people who work the bar now. It's not right. just you and uh, and um, Michael. Yeah, so. I think actually uh, Michael or is it Malcolm? That was me. Maybe okay. it's Malcolm. Oh, I think I have yeah. written down Malcolm. Okay. Um, I think that. Uh, one, I, I think that when I hire the second person, mm-hmm. like, so I've been, I've been like delving into this research and I kind of need the bar to like run itself and, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Uh, um, I would at some point like to teach, uh, like try to teach Malcolm mm-hmm. some, like some of like the cantrips involved in okay. making this brew actually happen from stones. Okay. Cause it is, yeah. cause I, I've just, I think I've decided that like. This whole like brew from stones thing, like it only really works because I'm a wizard. Yeah, um, <laughs> that makes sense. Because <laughs> like magical rock beer. Well, I mean, because it's not just like you throw rocks into the brew and it mm-hmm. gives it flavor. Like, yeah, yeah. Like suppose like like I actually pull some things out of the like, pull some essences or whatever mm-hmm. out of the stone and that kind of thing. So, and, but it's all like at this point it's like cantrip level. You know? Yeah, it yeah. Like take... it's like border. It's like some borderline alcohemy. Like, yeah, like can't yeah. like low, very so, you know, low I teach, level I teach, magic. Because obviously, like. No one's getting any special effect from this yeah, beer. So I, yeah, so I teach I, – I think I teach Malcolm some of this stuff and mm-hmm. like, you know, I try to bring him in on like the like brew process so okay. that he can kind of like like start just like determining like like yeah. making stuff up on his own, maybe running the bar a little bit more Yeah, yeah. On his basically own. he gets promoted to manager yeah. over this new guy. Right. Yeah. Basically like that. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, he picks it up pretty good. Like he's – for all of his weird slackerness, he like looking things. He uh, he's really good at restaurant shit, and he picks up. He's like very excited about this, so he picks it up. He picks it up pretty good, and he he does a, like he he does you a good job. Um, this also allows you it frees up the time, so you're you can dedicate more time to your research and also your your fucking weird vigilante friends. Yeah, um, yeah. And so one night. Um, the bar's going on downstairs. I assume you just continue living above the bar. I don't see why not. Yeah. Um, why Why have the extra expense of buying a house? Right. Um, we ha- Also, the bar has to do well because we have to figure out how you guys are affording a whole separate warehouse, but whatever. Um, yeah. I'll make some rolls later. It make, it make two some of your people are basically unemployed now. <laughs> um, Look, I can help pay for the warehouse. I'm not feeding everybody, but... That's fair. Um, so... Uh, one night, like you can, the the din of the bar is going on downstairs. Um, you're upstairs. You're just like thousand books everywhere, mm-hmm. diagrams, formulas, all like paper and everything. Like the you don't have the glove on. It's just kind of sitting on mm-hmm. the like sitting on the thing, and it's like 
it's been pretty quiet. Like you've just been kind of like locked in stuff, and so you and Waking haven't been talking a whole lot. Uh-huh. And you get the vibe that she is being pensive because she doesn't really project anymore. Right. There's not a lot of reason because she doesn't talk. Like you're literally on her. Like she's Most like time attached she's to on, you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like, but you get the feeling that she's being super pensive, and then uh, like, fine. And this is probably this is probably just a couple of weeks before where we pick up, right? Right. Okay. And she finally, she's like, so I want to talk to you about something. Um, at one point earlier, you had asked me if I was the only one of me. Like, I was the only thing like me. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, and that is technically true. Of course, it's only technically true. Well, there was another one of me not it wasn't one of me they were different mm-hmm. uh they were i guess as close as a thing like me can have to a sibling we were made at the same time okay let me put it that way that's probably an easier way to explain it um and we i don't know he was Things happened. Uh, he was in sort of the shuffle of like our creation and everything like that. He was, I mean, it wasn't at our creation. It was years later, but two, three hundred years doesn't feel like a whole lot of time to mm-hmm. me. Um, but he was like, he was destroyed. And I don't know. I just felt like I should probably, I don't know. I just was thinking about it. I've been thinking about it a whole lot recently just because we, I used to talk, We, he and I used to do this thing, mm-hmm. like this level of research. And it was, it was just making me think about him. And she like, seems like legitimately like bummed. Mm-hmm. So as bummed as like a AI sort of thing right. can be. So. so was that, so did you only have like the one sibling? Yeah, there was, there were only, there was only ever the two of us. I don't, I don't know if there's enough resources in in, I don't know if there were enough resources at the time to, to make more than right. two of us. No, no, I, no, I forget when when she finally like, like, finally like broke down and told me most of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, did she? Uh, did she say? Did she actually tell me who created her? Uh, yes. Or was it, she still it, obstinate about that? Uh, yeah, she was created by um, by an by an elf. Okay. Uh, and their name was, um, uh, oh, what was their name? I remember coming up, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember that section of the poem. <laughs> I had a name. Yeah, I, I do remember. They I do are remember, not, okay. that elf I, is not important. I, I will remember. above board tell you that elf is not important to anything. Right. No, I was yeah, trying to, I was trying but to they remember. But they did tell you. I was trying to remember if she was deity created or or no she was not, I, want, I don't want to say mortal created because elves are technically immortal the elves but, are weird yeah but they're not deities they're like, not deities there's mortals immortals and deities yeah i guess um but no they, they were like they they were magically constructed by an elf right. like a couple thousand years right ago. right right so and they they've they've changed hands a couple of times and so like right awakening doesn't know if that elf is alive or what their name is now right or where the hell they are right so, like to to that elf, 
Awakening was just another pro- Awakening and, and her brother were just another project. Right. Uh, so. Um, so the um, so your so your brother you got so at some point like was just arbitrarily destroyed like no were, there were was you, were you like were you split at that point yes we were stolen from our owners at the time and then in the the shuffle of that whole thing just got destroyed yeah like similar to how like you had to take care of whatever was in that glove. I don't. Yeah, sort you of. Have, I guess an idea about that's that? probably a solid. That would probably be a solid descriptor. Okay. Like, because his the the vessel that he was in wasn't blown apart because he was a crystal like me. Right. Well, was like yeah. Right. But it that wasn't shattered. It just went dark. Right. And I wasn't able to talk to him anymore, and he never. Right. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really terrible. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just felt felt like telling you that because I was right. thinking about it. And we've been no. I'm trying. I'm trying to make an effort to be more upfront about things. Look, I, and you know, <laughs> I really, I really appreciate. And I, I appreciate that. And um, you know, like as long as long as you like are honest about this stuff, like like I, like I value like I greatly value like the help you're giving me with like trying to figure this puzzle out. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I'm I'm. And I am enjoying immensely I mean, this, this this process. I mean, I, I you know, very, but like, yeah. you know, when we started out doing this, you know, it was it was you were pretty shady, and that's, you know, and on top that's of that, fair. you know seen, what, I, you've yeah. seen the rest of the, like the rest of the crazy game. Like, <laughs> that's that's like, true. I really wish you. We've would. been dealing with so many yeah. shady shit. That, that like, that's that's listen. I understand. That's fair. I, I, so, I, I own know, up to that. But um, like, I can I can like. I can appreciate like mm-hmm. you you like telling me this kind of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. it's also good to know that they're like you know supposedly your your brother was de- like are you confident he I was am, destroyed or it was I'm destroyed? As, I'm I'm he yeah. He? Okay. Uh, I'm as confident as I I'm as confident as I'm like like is this a thing like you were able to, to it's witness not like, in some way or like cuz I mean, it's not like he like he and I got like th- our vessels were taken out at the same time, mm-hmm. and then he went dark, and then it's not like we got set like we weren't broken up. We so were the, sold as a set pair. So the only like the only like evidence we have that it, that that he's gone is that he went dark. Yeah, but there there was nothing else for him to go to. Like okay. there was nothing in there. Okay, I, uh, I would know. I would know. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so I just want, I just wanted yeah. to I just want to see because I mean like. I mean that's I mean, a, that that seems like you, a fair question. Yeah. You know, and, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's part because like you know, hey, you know, may, if 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 there was a chance, maybe that was yeah. a, a thing well, we I could mean, look into. But but on I top mean, of that, also like I appreciate the effort. Or I appreciate the sentiment. I really do. Like I legitimately do. Uh, but this was also like fifteen hundred years ago. Right. Yeah. Fair. No. Fair. <laughs> but like at the same time, mm-hmm. if there is another one of you mm-hmm. like floating around, I mean, one that's that's a pretty big thing to know and and two you know i mean you know it's got to suck being basically the only one of you yeah to be fair yeah you know um you know like the the goliath culture you know we're very competitive folk um but you know we also we're we're very we have the camaraderie in our like competitiveness and our honor and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and you know it's it, like it, it's hard to 
really fathom like not having that, not having like like there's no community really, um, and so like you know if there was a chance, then you know you never know. And she she's in like you can kind of sense that like she's like legitimately touched by mm-hmm. that. Uh, she's like, you know what? Think thanks a thanks a bunch. Like that makes that made thank you. That made me feel like. Like legitimately made me feel a lot better. Right. So, and so that's pretty much where we're at with the word. Cool. So. All right. So, what has Cora been up to in the last three months? So, at the beginning of it all, she. Well, first, we stopped around the holidays, so she had her holidays, but I think pretty early into it, she started the the side vigilante group with uh, Seer and Tessa okay, pretty cool. early in. And holiday-wise, did uh, I know we had talked about it, did you take, uh, did Cora take Odo to uh, see her parents? Yes. Okay. Odo went to my parents, so Cora's family consists of her two dads mm-hmm. and her her original dad the one that helped make her exist um <laughs> he he was originally with a lady folk and it was a tiefling and that lady tiefling was like killed in a hate crime and there are no hard feelings in the new family and both of the dads are super nice awesome dads so cool. and probably very excited to meet my partner whom I'm sure I've told them about right right Cool. And and so Cora has like a solid, nice relationship with the with the rents. Yes, even even like non biological dad. They're just two very happy dads who want their daughter to do good things. That's good. Okay, good, good. Um, I imagine it was probably awkward for Odo because they're not. Oh yeah, they're, they're really awkward with people. I fucking hope so, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you guys started. You helped uh, Tessa and Seer start the the vigilante group. So. So Tessa has 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 this sort of pinned as like half half you guys are Batman and half you guys are are like Occupy Wall Street. So um, what is what is Cora's role in that whole dealio? Cora is PR as well as I imagine she's some minor support in the like we have missions right like we did missions and things like. Mm-hmm. I was it similar to the vigilante group before where like oh my purse has been stolen help yeah I mean I guess it's y'all's I guess deal, so, so. Yeah. but and also like a big part of it was the promotion of the idea that the guilds are evil so promoting that we are correct and I acted as a sort of PR person for that since I know people and know how to circulate information I guess okay awesome um so yeah, so and also sort of dealing with a thing going into this that Cora has been dealing with um and that we had sort of touched on in the last uh in the game before though we had talked about it like mostly off camera uh the like sort of the the expanding nature of uh of Cora's like tiefling like her more demonic heritage, or not demonic, devilish heritage. I always get devils and demons mixed up. And yeah. Shit that they're different things in D&D. Um, it's your world. It can be whatever. I guess so, yeah. Um, 
but uh, so so a thing that happens to to Cora while she's doing this um, is so in one of your all's like more clandestine missions, uh, you guys were hunting down this um, like for for lack of a better word, this guy who does like human trafficking. Well, person trafficking, not necessarily humans. Whatever. Yeah, D and D's weird. Um, but so kind of explicitly like in loom for one they're real big on money so it it doesn't seem make a whole lot of sense to to um to um have a prohibition on sex work not to mention i just don't feel good about like stigmatizing sex work sex workers in general but that also doesn't mean that there aren't like shitty people who do shitty things especially rich people yeah they're really shitty yeah um so anyways that's who this person particularly catered to um and the and one of the his major sort of like i guess it his clients had a taste for the exotic um and seeing as tieflings are maybe the one of the few races that we have in our world who experience like weird social stigmas um, yeah, one of the few. Yeah, it would uh, it would make sense that tieflings in general are more like a more at risk population in the world of Loom. Yeah, um, and so this guy dealt primarily in them. Uh, so you, Tess, and Seer are uh, you know are hunting this guy down. You've tracked down a bunch of leads. Uh, you guys get to a facility that he owns. Um, you're tracking him through the facility, beating up guards, looking pretty badass in general. Um, you spot the guy and you guys kind of go after them. Uh, Cora rips off like a couple of Eldrick blasts, uh, especially because she's got the range much more than the other 240 two. feet now. 200, yeah, 240 <laughs> feet of fucking you up, uh, especially compared to the other two who, like, I guess sometimes Seer throws darts that I forget he has. Yes. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I guess Tessa occasionally has a crossbow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, she it happens occasionally. It just appears out of hammer space. But huh. the um, so you're trying to rip off Eldrick blasts and get this guy before he gets out of sight. Um, the other two are sort of handling the up close and personal fighting. So you slip through and out and after this guy. And every shot you're firing, you're missing him. He's ducking around corners. He's he's pretty agile and good from running from people. Uh, it's like he has a criminal past or something like that. Uh, and so every time you're ripping off one of these Eldritch Blasts, uh, that, that kind of, like, black, blackish-green sickly energy that is kind of creeping into your Eldritch, has been creeping into your Eldritch Blasts is getting more and more, and then finally you corner him in a room, and you sort of know, Cora knows that she did this thing, because the thing happened, she's the only person in the room, she doesn't 100% remember the entire situation, except for just, like, a loud voice in the back of her head. And then when she she is kind of pulled out of the moment by kind of looking over and seeing, like, some kids, maybe teen- teenagers, maybe 14, 14 16-ish, um, like, tiefling kids, she's petrified of her. And when she looks down, she is just beating this guy, just beating the holy fuck out of this guy with her bare hands, which is not... Yeah, which is, like, a noteworthy point is that that's not normal for her. Like, she started Mm. this very much... Like, I still, to this point, even after all of this, have the the thing that says um, that I value, like... Yeah. finding a different solution to yeah, a yeah. conflict. So, so violence is kind of like Cora's last last resort, and especially violence at this level is Cora's no resort. Um, 
and all, all the whole time there's this like this pressure and this voice just agging her on in the back of her head. So how does she react to that situation? Uh, what what part of the situation are we at? Just the end of it? The end of it. The oh, end of okay. the situation. Yeah. So uh, initially horrified i think she pretty much just leaves the situation as it is like doesn't really address anyone else in the room just kind of leaves and then um immediately like at this point her and odo haven't moved in together so she basically goes to her apartment packs a bag and then goes to stay with her dad's for a few weeks okay and um like she tells no one where she's gone um and like just sort of goes out to... Because they live out in the country. She wants to basically just get out of the city because, mm-hmm. you know, tieflings don't really live in the city. I'm weird. Right, right. So um, I use she and I interchangeably, I notice, when just referring to Cora. So it's just fine. figure it out. I got um, it. I'm following. All the viewers can just... Mm-hmm. Viewers, you're viewing this because you're weird, are, uh, can mm-hmm. figure it out. So um, she goes out to her dad's in the country and just stays with them for a few weeks. She doesn't tell them why she came and, like... She just tells him, like, oh, I wanted to see you again. The holidays, like, got me nostalgic and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but she doesn't ignore Odo. So if Odo was to call, she yeah. she wouldn't, like, cancel the call, whatever that looks like on a key. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Does not answer. Yeah. She, so, she would answer. What would she say to Odo? She would tell them that she was at her dad's and was safe. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't say why. Um, I imagine that's a talk they would have later when she got home. Okay. Because um, she wants to detox. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what does she do, I guess, while she's at her dad's? Um, so, like, I haven't pictured their home life very mm-hmm. much, but... Uh, for some reason, like in my head, it's like the borrowers, but big size. Okay. Like, like it's cute and mm-hmm. quaint, and like she helps around the house doing things, and maybe she runs some errands so her dads don't have to because right, there's. So, like, so our dads are basically big demonic uh, hobbits. They're adorable. Yes. Okay, yeah. So uh, she like she may run some errands so they I don't have to. I guess actually neither one of them actually has to be a tiefling. So, but they're just. They're both tieflings. Okay, yeah, both tieflings. I, I specifically okay. said that my dad remarried uh, another tiefling. Okay, sick. sick. So, so, yeah, but she, like, goes into town so they don't have to because they're still kind of weary about it. And I imagine they have a closer town than the city. Like, yeah, yeah, countries yeah. have those kind of things. Yeah, exactly. we We live in the country. Yeah. Um, so she just generally helps out with the house and their property. Just tries to be useful to them because she feels guilty for being there, too. Like... Mm-hmm. I just showed up at your house unannounced. Thanks okay. for taking she me in. Cashes in a bunch of vacation days or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I imagine she's earned some good cred with uh, sure. Benedict. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay. So, uh, so Cora gets home mm-hmm. and basically, uh, before, like when Cora gets to her apartment, Odo is there. Fair. Uh, cause there may be like a spy and they, they can keep tabs on anyone if they want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they knew you were coming back. Um, and they're like just standing outside of the apartment. And they're like. They have a key. They do. Yeah. They're not going to be in your apartment when you're not there. That's weird. Okay. Or like for weeks at a time. So. <laughs> Fair. Also, they don't want to be like sitting all ominously in your apartment. like <laughs> With the lights off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that seemed that, that seemed uncouth, but. Like, um, so they're there, uh, they're just in like, uh, 
and they're in the least extra outfit you've ever seen them wear. Uh, it's just shirt and jeans, oh. and they've got a very serious, like, they've got o- Odo, the, like, you know, spy master of the, of the Sands face on, not like oh. Odo, the happy, happy gnome that, like, has, like, fun conversations with you on the reg, like, Sad. they're like, so are we gonna, are we gonna fucking talk about this? Uh, what have you heard? <laughs> like, they open the door, lead you in. Um, what I heard is, uh, nothing. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, because I'm in the dark. I tried to get a hold of Tessa and Seer and the whole rest of the gang to figure out what was going on. They were roughly in the same situation that I was. Um, I'm glad that you were safe, but it would have been nice if you told me that you were going. And I didn't have to, like, freak out for a whole day trying to figure out where the hell you were. Are you going to tell me you've never done something that you feel like you need to run away from? I've done a lot of things I probably <laughs> needed to run away from, but I wasn't in, like, a relationship at the time. <laughs> well, good. Um, yeah. Look, there was some trouble on one of our last missions, and uh, some something happened. Um, do, you, do you remember when um, when I took all the training courses, trying to get a better, like... I feel like the training happened pretty soon after, like, that weird color change that one time, like... Yeah, yeah, it did. That, that's what we were... The montage. Yeah, that's how we justified it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, like, you remember the the big training bout I went on to try and, like, understand this new reality to me a couple months ago, yes, right? I'm, I'm, I am not connecting the dots on how your self-defense classes <laughs> so, made you leave town. So those self-defense classes were a result of a thing I saw happening, and I thought they would fix it. And it doesn't seem that they did? So what is, what is the thing? Because if, if anyone's going to be able to like help you through, like, oh, a mission went, went south... I've done a lot of shit. I could probably help you out with this. I just, we need to talk about it, not run away. But but I don't beat people to death. That's not what I do. I don't think you, like, from what what Tessa and Seer told me, you didn't beat a guy to death. You just beat up some shitbag who probably deserved it. But it, it came from a different place. I, it wasn't me. There was a voice in the back of my head, the... The changes came back. Right. Uh, so, 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 so as a person who's done a lot of things, uh, that voice in the back of your head is, is this thing called anger. Uh, <laughs> and being mad at stuff. Uh, which we can, work, we can work through, but what doesn't involve leaving town and leaving me hanging. That's what I'm mad about here. If we if something's up with you, we can get it fixed. I, can, I like I want to help you. I thought I thought we were in this thing together. I we are. Well, we I are. didn't feel very in it. I didn't keep anything. I you, you called right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They, they called, but like you were like, I'm safe. I don't want to talk about it. Like that's not. <laughs> Oh, man, who did I see running around like a dream dungeon? <laughs> that was early. I thought we had reached a place where we're talking about things. And I'm talking now. I just needed a second. And I was okay. 
and I'm not going to run away again. I just had to come to terms with the fact that all of those kids were so scared of me. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, didn't, I, I guess I didn't mean to come into this so hot. I was just uh, angry, sort of hurt that you cut me, cut, I felt like I got cut out of the whole thing. And I thought we had, I thought we were it. I thought we had gotten to a place where, where that wasn't going to happen. No. Uh, but, uh, sometimes, I, this is not great advice, I guess. I'm not good at giving advice. But, sometimes, when you're trying to help people, you can move way further than you need to. And... Doing something to help people that scares them sometimes just comes with the territory. I just, I don't think it was just anger. I mean, and I want to know what it was. Okay. And I, I wanted mean, to make that, sure. You know what? Like, that, that's, that's fair. I was being a bit flippant. I just, that. I <laughs> wanted to make sure it was gone before I came back to anyone's life. Like before I came back to you, to my friends. Like who's, who am I going to hurt next? I mean, that's fair. But if you'd been, I, you could have told me, told me the, the, those things over the phone or over the key. <laughs> Look, I, <laughs> Over the key. Okay. Uh, no. yeah. uh, look, I my dad's couldn't know. <laughs> you, you step, if you've never been a teenager, just step outside. <laughs> like <laughs> doing like the Boy Scouts on her thing. Like, uh, like I, I hate shit from my parents all the time. <laughs> uh, You're also a grown ass adult. <laughs> you can just leave the house. But I like them. And I mean, that's fair. That's very nice. <laughs> They um, like you. Please don't I mean, be mad. Good. I'm not mad. At, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm just. I'm not mad. I'm just. I was upset and worried and hurt. We're uh, past this point, and I made a stupid mistake by not including you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but if you've got, if, if you think there's a bigger issue at play here, I do. Uh, which is 100 percent fair. Um, we can maybe get a hold of somebody. Uh, find someone yeah. to do a th- I mean I honestly it's not necessarily my forte but you know we can maybe we talk to uh, that priest guy to let Seshmir have all the, the weird cult meetings in his basement you're not talking about Broderick are you no I'm talking about Kravitz okay Broderick yeah, yeah. is dead Broderick is <laughs> Kravitz is still alive yeah okay so which one did you kill cult meetings in his basement it's really nice oh. um, you don't know that there are cult meetings Listen, Odo would definitely call that a cult. Okay, yeah, fair. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Everyone thinks it's a cult in Seshmir. Okay, <laughs> good. I guess in the people who are in the church. Great. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's technically a church. What's the difference between a church and a cult? Anyway, uh... I digress. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, maybe we can maybe we can talk to him. I don't know if he can actually do something, but he probably knows somebody better than me. I'm, I can, I'm good at getting information out. I'm not really good at, like... That stuff. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Vague hand motion Vague stuff. Vague hand motions. They make kind of like a weird, awkward hand motion. <laughs> uh, like a big, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, are we good? We're goodish. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I was just upset. So. Um, and so, I guess you guys make up. Um, 
and yeah i think like cora would go in for like a hug to see if they would like pull away or anything they're not not, like (laughs) super pissed they're just they were worried um and i guess also at some point we've established that you guys move in together yeah sometime over the three months i think towards the end of the three months when we're we're back to being better yeah 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 we move in more chill yeah um so we move into odo's apartment Okay. That's the decision, is that okay. Cora... Because Cora basically is a minimalist and, like, yeah. had, like, a room with, like... You know how Andrew's old apartment was, where there was, like, a dog bed <laughs> in a room with nothing else? Let us describe our friend's apartment <laughs> to you, audience. He'll hear, he won't hear it. He doesn't listen to this. Andrew, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? Yeah, so, Andrew, uh, get better at decorating. But um, he fixed it when Danielle moved in and gave him a bunch of furniture. <laughs> um, the, um... So yeah, Odo also doesn't have a lot of stuff. Their house looks almost like it's ready to rent constantly. Um, like there's very little stuff in there. It's mm-hmm. almost the same layout as yours. It's like it's two bedrooms, but one is like sort of an office. But like where yours is, like was an office maybe at some point and then just became like a catch-all room. Mm-hmm. Theirs is just like there's an extra bed in there and literally nothing the hell else. Mm-hmm. Um, their fridge is generally barely stocked um oh it's my actual apartment yeah except it's like they don't use their apartment it looks like they never they they literally just show up and sleep oh um i mean that's basically my actual apartment in real life they do have a very nice bed though oh good Um, so so yeah you guys move in um and i guess that pretty much gets us to the end of the three months yeah cora's anonymous friend brian breaks her bed because he's frustrated with putting it back together for the third time and yeah he gets real pissed at it well, it's I great mean, i mean cora has like a has like a, a garbage particle board bed from walmart it was on sale burned <laughs> was on sale it doesn't matter if it's on sale if it's broken it was on sale a long time ago now it's broken no now it's held together with yeah. about like Six more L brackets than originally. Yeah, exactly. Cora needs to get a new bed. <laughs> oh, well, next time she moves. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. So. so good. <laughs> that gets us to the thing. That gets us to the thing. Okay. Okay, Richard. So what has Seshmir been doing during the jump? Um, he's pretty much focused on two things right now. Um, one is his day-to-day business of making money, solving cases, mm-hmm. and, but he's spending a little extra time building up his contacts, you know, especially his two primary ones. You know, being nice, hanging out with him, just to hang out with him and not, you know, hey, I need shit. Right, right, right. Because you guys called in a lot of favors in rapid succession there. Yes. Okay. So it's time to, you know. Okay. Um, one of the things that happens while you're doing that. Um, one of the cases you get in kind of in the jump is um, um, uh, oh what was their name uh, even in the darkness um, there is a burning light that fills us and pushes us ever forward um, they come back to you and okay. uh, they're like basically what they're like they're like listen at one of our R&D facilities we have been like we're losing raw materials like they're, dis- they're basically just disappearing off the manifest we know somebody's pinching them, but we don't know who. And we also want to just bring enough outside person to figure this out because we don't. If we like, we can't. We can't trust our normal chain of command to do this because they could possibly be involved in it. Right. Um, it's a pr- like it's pretty straightforward. Uh, um, 
you do some interviews, you kind of figure it out. You sort of narrow it down to like the, there's like a new guy who's mm-hmm. working. He's just kind of like he's not like one of the actual R and D scientists. Um, he's an older dude. He's got like black hair uh, with like streaks of gray in it, um, and he's uh, um, everybody just kind of like every, his name's Robert. Uh, he doesn't hang out with anybody. He's like 100 percent. The, the shadiest looking guy who's not doing a very good job at hiding the fact that he's probably stealing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you go to sort of interview him because you want to be sure before you like ruin a guy, like get a guy fired right. and possibly arrested, right? And so you go to interview him, make an appointment with him and everything because you did this with everybody so it doesn't seem terribly suspicious. And he just... Um, he's like really nervous in the interview. Uh, he It's weird too because he's like... He's got like one of those weird cough mask things on because he's like, I'm sick. I'm sorry. I don't want to get anyone like in like infected or whatever. Right. He's basically he's like he's saying that he's got like bronchitis or something like that. Um, and basically immediately after uh, like you notice immediately after the interview, he just goes like out to the out the facility, out to the parking lot. And he's just gone. He's just gone. He never shows back up to work. He's just gone forever. Okay. So that's a thing that happens while you're gone. Nice. All right. Mm-hmm. And specifically, he wasn't he wasn't stealing like finished products. He was just stealing like raw materials for their stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, what else were you doing? Uh, the other thing I'm working on is um, building up the uh, chat group, the first circle for the uh, uh, cult of the nameless goddess. Okay, um, so that actually is going pretty well. Okay. Um, you contact a couple of people who, who you got from that one dude. Right. Um, though you can never seem to get back into contact with that one guy. Yeah. Um, but God, it doesn't I matter. Can't, can't I can't find that mysterious tall stranger again. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so things kind of ramp up fairly quickly. Um, so you go from like three people to like six people to like 15 people to like 20 people. Uh, by the by, the end of this, and one of the folks who emerges uh, from th- the group who sort of becomes like your right hand mm-hmm. in the church, even though I'm sure Tessa calls it a cult when you're not around. Of course, uh, or when I'm around, <laughs> or when you're around to your face. Yes, <laughs> um, um, is like an, an older person. Um, they they're probably in their fifties, though they dress fairly stylishly. Uh, they have kind of they have brown eyes and kind of like an asymmetrical haircut. Uh, they smoke like a freight train. Their name's uh, Elizabeth. Okay. Um, and uh, they basically like they, they're they kind of handle they hand like really more of like it's less of a church and more of like a study group because <laughs> like none of you guys are like experts on this dead religion it's, it's somewhere between a beginnings of a church and an AA meeting <laughs> exactly right because like a lot of the people who are coming into this thing are like people who really like really are attached to the message um and uh are, are kind of like more like outsidey fringe folk um and so so basically it's more like they, they kind of enjoy the fact that they've just got some place to, like, meet and talk with people and have, like, similar interests and everything. And so, coffee and donuts. Yeah, and coffee and donuts, that sort of thing. Yep. But, like, a lot of people seem, like, to be really getting into the idea. People are um, – Elizabeth's really good at, like – one of the things that, like, has kind of helped her sort of become your right hand is, for one, she's fairly, like, 
or they are very they're very very organized right um uh and but they also like seem to be able to like they're like they're really good at research they're basically like they tell you that they're they're retired a librarian um and so they get a lot of a lot of like good research and tomes that you never found that you would have never found because that's not the shit you do. Right. Like <laughs> the library is not a thing Seshmir goes to. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things that's, that's going to be important for building this is actually you know building a body of yeah body of text, of body text. of knowledge about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so that's kind of where we're going to pick like. Um, so there you guys are. Uh, assuming you guys are having the meeting in the warehouse. Actually, no. I'm trying. I'm wanting to avoid the warehouse if okay. possible and do it in like a community center type thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys like get like a community center. It's actually like you're having church meetings in the basement of like a whole different church. Um, it's it's Kravitz's church. Okay. Um, because he's he's literally the only priest you know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Or the other priests, you know, you don't really want to deal like priests that you know you don't want to deal with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, so it's the meeting's just sort of ended. Everybody's filing out, and it's basically just like you and, and Elizabeth um, picking up chairs, cleaning up leftover donuts, pouring out the coffee, and everything like that. And they're like, uh, and Elizabeth goes to you, and they're like, so uh, pretty good. Seems like a pretty solid turnout. I'm I'm pleased with the progress. Uh, and, um, and they come up to me, they're like, so, uh, I, I forgot to mention it in the meeting and I had, hadn't actually looked into it or anything like that, but we, um, I found like another, uh, I found like this other book. I'm getting it. I'm going to have to hook up with somebody to get it translated because it's like really old and I don't quite know what it's in like Elvish and I don't speak that. <laughs> so I've got, I'm calling in a couple of favors with like some Elvish friends of okay. mine. Um, but we should be able to get that. And like they're like they've like already like lit up a cigarette, even though Kravitz continually tells you to not smoke in the rec room. Right. Um, but like they they've already lit up like a cigarette, and they're like pull, like they're pulling a drag off of it, and they're like so. Um, they're like, do you think? So one thing I've been worried about is because I've been reading the paper and everything. Uh, the so I don't know how to put this. Just, just the, come out with it. Yeah. Uh, the. So like, the keepers seem to be kind of on high alert because of, of all that that stuff going on with like Tessa Blackmore. Have you seen that? I have. Uh, and so I don't. I mean, I know what we're doing here is like legit, yes. but like, and obviously we've got like like an actual religious facility on our side. But like, what are we? What if some? What if it? Go, what if some? I'm just worried that something might go south. Okay, we run afoul of the keepers, and then what do we do? That's fine. You know, that's that's a legitimate concern. Um, the keepers can be a little overbearing at times, and you know, they're on high alert like ninety percent of the time anyway. Yeah, but from uh, from my experience, they they can be a little bit, a little bit uh, blunt. Yeah, the way that they deal with things. The key to dealing with them is going to be just upfront, calm, reasonable. Show them the literature. Show them you know. Keep show them the pamphlets. Make sure that you know we're not you know. Point out that you know we're not trying to break the status quo here. We're just trying to make everyone's lives better. I'm just so my real concern is like if is not us doing that because that's what we would do. But what do we do if that is insufficient? Because in and like they get kind of like they take like a real long pause and like drag off their cigarette 
and flick the ashes onto the ground and realize that there's carpet and they're like, oh shit. Um, um, and uh, they're like, in my experience, they can be rather set in their ways and not flexible when they decide on something. Well, if it comes to that, then we just have to be prepared to split up, run, hide, and regroup in a more low-key fashion. Okay. I mean, I guess as long as there's a plan. Yeah. Cool. You know, that that's a legitimate concern. We should probably have some sort of backup rally point if, if the worst happens. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, we should... Maybe we'll talk about that, and then I don't want to scare everybody else. No, no, definitely uh, not. But, yeah, okay. You know, awesome. and it's not like we, you know, we don't have everyone's addresses. We can go find them. If yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's at this point, yeah. Do you think that... I'm gonna... I'll do some work on the re- registry, so that's not readily apparent information. Yeah. Okay. And so they're like... They, they seem very pleased by that. They kind of finish the cigarette, throw the butt into a half-drunk cup of coffee, and you guys sort of finish cleaning up. So and I'm prestigating all the smoke out of here. Yeah. And so that pretty much brings us up to to where you like where Seshmir is at at our three-month jump. Yeah. So cool. all right.